it's time for another episode Always and just be Alice Different, not less You're different, not less and now for the disclaimer for every episode of Always Angelic Aspialis. Yes, at Always Angelic Aspialis, we value the lived experiences of those that identify as neurodiverse, autistic, chronically pained, have mental health conditions, that identify with different pronouns, culture, backgrounds, sexuality, and so on. We appreciate and acknowledge lived experiences as vital to the wonderland of Always Angelic Aspialis. However, our experiences may be different from those who have different experiences, and our advice, such experience, such stories, such personal mentors, etc., do not replace medical or diagnostic information. We are not therapists, counsellors, or doctors. However, we hope you find another episode of Always Angelic Aspielis helpful. We welcome everybody to be, live, thrive, and belong as different, not less. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you so much for coming on Season 4, Episode 3 of my podcast. I am very excited to be part of the podcast. And uh, it's always it's always good recording this, honestly, i got to say. So thank you for inviting me, Susanna. That's okay. Thank you so much for coming on. And I just wanted to quickly brief you on what we're talking about. We're talking about things like mental health, autism, growing up in Australia, neurodiversity, and I guess anything else that comes up. All right. Well, this may take more than the usual 20 minutes to an hour, depending, because there's a lot of stories I have about that. And I'm sure a lot of stories you have about that. (laughs) I do. And that's okay. And we can also have breaks. We can also maybe like have like, um, I guess like have episodes that are shorter so i might do like part two and part three if it's going to be extra long but that's okay as well yeah i mean i I, i'm just i mean i'm just not sure like how much because sometimes like we really get into the conversation and it approaches i don't know if it's 54 minutes it's like six minutes to go in the hour it's like oh but we but this and this and this you know yeah i think that happens sometimes (laughs) that's okay that's all good and um I guess I'll just like figure it out as it comes and I guess like also there might be like triggering content which is okay um but I put up a trigger warning um when the recording is finished so then like people know you know if they might you know if they're gonna watch it they might be um triggered or not um but I'll just do that anyway just um just in case there's anything sensitive then I put that up of course um as usual with the podcast I will have to hold back from cursing during my stories but um yeah I'll try (laughs) (laughs) that's okay and I guess like with your stories um I'm really keen to know what they are and also like instead of like swear words like you know the ones that we all use because I do swear a lot um maybe we can use like other words like fish fingers or something I don't know like can I so so what's allowed like I I know like um I'm not sure if this bit's going to make it into the podcast but like is is like crap or hell or damn allowed like can I say shit or fuck Uh, not fuck I mean um but can I say shit I'd say yeah yeah say words like um shit or um or you know bum or anything that's kind of like low level but anything like fuck or anything that's really a bit more extreme maybe maybe leave the the extreme ones out cool yeah good to know that's okay and um it's already explicit because of the swearing but it's like we have to explain the context (laughs) (laughs) well i mean 
Um, this can be in the podcast if you want, but I mean, <laughs> well, it's like it's I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna joke. Now that I've said the f word, fuck it. Let's let's not restrict ourselves. But I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I just like I don't want to lose my job or anything because of like you don't know, you don't know what's gonna affect what online. And like, I guess like it's kind of good to kind of be kind of like as polite as possible online, I guess, because like anybody could be listening to this. Of course. Like when I when I swear, it's not typically like you know I'm not trying to be like oh this person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like you know, fuck you or whatever. I'm saying you know this fucking thing and, and emphasis in a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I I use that as an adjective, an interjection, that sort of a thing a lot of the time. But if I if I say the I fuck you, Donald Trump, for example, um, obviously this bit can be cut out if you want. So I'm just saying for the record. Yeah. Um, but like if I yeah, it's like. Or, or, you know, I'd have to refrain from saying fuck you bullies or calling one of my bullies a motherfucker or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And that's all good. And I guess I'm really keen to move into our, like, subjects. So I'm guessing, like... Yes. Yeah, what I'm thinking is, yeah, instead of going, like, from mental health to autism to different subjects really kind of, like, intensely, like, so intently, like, having um really structured... Uh, conversation we can, we can just come talk about whatever freely and then like if you want to talk about like you know mental health at one point because one of us is already talking about it, then we can kind of move into that like I want to make it as natural as possible of course yeah cool great so I'm thinking maybe we're going to start off with one topic and then kind of see where that goes that's okay absolutely yes great okay so I'm thinking we could talk about maybe growing up in Australia that would be interesting yeah um, for me, that was a bit more complicated growing up in Australia. Like, I don't think I've ever been overseas, um, like, unless you count Tasmania. And that was only for an hour on a cruise. But, like, yeah. Um, so do you want to go first with your story or uh, should I? I? I think I'll go with mine if that's okay. Yes. Okay, great. So I guess, like, with um, Australia, I'm just, like, wondering um, – I don't know if this is, just, this is just me, but, like, I had a lot of McDonald's toys growing up. Like, you know, the plastic ones, and you can lick them, and they can get really weird. They don't really have that now, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, if they do, it's not very well known um, because it doesn't seem to be advertised as much. But I'm just wondering, do you ever, like, did you ever collect any of those McDonald's toys? Absolutely, I did. I mean, I still have a bunch somewhere just from my childhood because I think it's very important to keep a part of your childhood with you. And I, I think somewhere... There's this Transformers little Bumblebee toy thing that came with the McDonald's thing where you could unfold him from a car into a robot, and it was so cool, as long as you had the right fingernails for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, I didn't collect the Bumblebee one, but I collected ones. Like, there was ones from the the Spy Kids movie, and just, like, you know, um, the Shrek movie when it first came out. Actually, you know, actually, I never got that toy. Like someone else got it, and I was really jealous. It had all these bugs in its in his belly, and to squeeze the belly, it was really bizarre. And just like, oh, there's a Nemo toy, and like, oh, the like a lot of them was with the do Disney movies. Uh-huh. I mean, Disney has yeah. a big share of the market, I guess. So, I'm not really surprised. I I actually heard that in America, in the '90s, that Paramount teamed up with uh, McDonald's to release some VHSs, like The Adams Family from the '90s, that movie, and uh, you know, Forrest Gump and that sort of thing. Mm. But that was only apparently in America. 
I'm not sure Australia ever had those videotapes, but I know that like KFC and McDonald's mm-hmm. would have those cartoon DVDs of like Looney Tunes that Warner Brothers would partner mm-hmm. up with them for, or Nickelodeon that Paramount had partner up with them for. And I always thought that was cool. I'm not sure if those if I have those discs or if they would still work, considering it's a sleeve with a disc in greasy food. I'm pretty sure that's how they packaged it, and I never liked that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. Um, I don't remember the discs. Actually, I do remember the discs. There was like a one that you go into your computer and you put it in and it plays like, oh, I can't remember what game. It was a cartoon game and it was really fun. I remember playing with a friend like when I was in year two, but like I don't remember a lot of the toys. Actually, I've kept like the majority of my toys. I remember the ones that I really liked were the ones you could wear. Like I got a um, the donkey, the sad donkey from um, Pooh Bear and I wore that hat when I was eating McDonald's and I was like five or six and just like the ones that you could wear or do something with, I really liked. Uh-huh. Eeyore, Eeyore is the name. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, yeah. I always liked Eeyore. I was never, I was never very familiar with Winnie the Pooh, but like, uh, oh. I, you know, I saw a few things. I saw that movie that was made a few years ago. Well, not a few years ago, more like 10, 13 years ago now, but it was like Disney's last traditionally animated film, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was, oh, wow. that was cool. It was a bit short. It was only about just over an hour, I think. <laughs> Including was that, Oh, okay. Was that the Heffalump movie or was it another one? I think it was they caught they had the Backstone or something. The what what sorry? The Backson or Backsoon or whatever it was. I can't quite oh. remember. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was like Disney didn't really advertise it very much because, like, I think that uh, they thought The Princess and the Frog, like, uh, that was another one that was traditionally animated. And they thought, like, well, this, you know, didn't make as much money as the computer-generated ones, like Tangled and that sort of thing. So that's why, unfortunately, they phased out the traditional 2D animation, it seems, for, you know, not, not that 3D stuff is bad. I mean, Tangled, Frozen, Moana, Encanto, they're all okay. Tangled is like a masterpiece of the Disney films, really, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, that's interesting. And um, I guess with McDonald's, um, I often call it Maccas. So if I refer to it as Maccas, you know what I mean. Do you also call it Maccas? Yeah, Maccas is just the Aussie way of saying it sometimes, you know? Maccas! Well, I, I know, I used to get like, embarrassed saying it like that, but it's so much more easier because it's, like, shorter. And, like, I've got a, I've got a, a habit of, like, shortening words anyway. So if I use... Shorter words, and it makes sense to me. It's like in, you know, uh, for anyone who may be listening overseas, you know, there's some Australian slang like, you know, servo is service station, petrol station, you know, um, arvo is afternoon, that sort of thing. So what are you doing in the arvo going in a servo? You know, that sort of thing. That was a horrible accent, which I can usually do better, but, you know. That's okay. And I'm just like, I'm really curious, um, it's sort of a question for you, and then maybe I'll talk about my experience after. Um, do you think, like, the stereotype of Australia, like, especially Sydney or Melbourne, because we, we, we live in those parts, uh-huh. is that ever is it, is it ever represented, like, um, correctly or, like, the right way or, like, uh, in a way that looks, like, realistic in um, media, in, like, in movies? Like, what's your opinion? I mean, it. I think it's more Australia in general where the depictions are something. I tend mm. to laugh at the stereotypes people come up with for, like, Australia and shrimp on the barbie and that sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Or whenever some American tries to do an Australian accent, it's often hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, uh, I know. Like, no offense to any of them, but like that, it's it's usually just it's like me trying to do an American accent. I can't, you know. <laughs> and I was um, I was I was reading somewhere that like with accents, they're actually on a continuum, and that like accents um aren't just like bound to a particular place. Often they're just like it really depends on what place you're in in the place like and like not all accents are apparently well known but the thing is um people some people say that accents again this is just like from what i've heard um some people say accents exist some people say accents don't exist some some say they do but they're more just like a stereotype of what people sound like sorry 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 oh I, I don't know if it's true or not about like accents being a real thing or if it's just like it helps to know what accents are out there in a particular part of like I don't know, of Australia, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think there are different accents across Australia, but then, like, I always thought that I, you know, I sound Australian sometimes to an extent, but I don't sound like I'm going to put a shrimp on the barbie. Um, But, like, um, I think that there's a certain bit of Australian accent in me. There's a certain bit of a British accent almost. You know, sometimes I sound a, a bit British, I guess. I don't know. But, like, sometimes I, you know, I, I think that part of my heritage actually has Irish and Scottish in it. So, to be sure, to be sure, sometimes I try an Irish accent. It's probably not very good. It's like in the Scottish there. If I try to do a Scottish accent, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> Which is also not very good. <laughs> That's okay. I can't even do accents. I can't even... I mean, the thing is, like, when I watch too much TV, for example, I like watching a lot of British or American, and often if I watch a little bit of that or a lot, I end up, like, accidentally sounding like the characters because I've, like, immersed myself in that world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I pick yeah. up part of the accent. Like, when I was a kid in uh, in special needs school, I, I remember, actually, that uh, for a, a whole year, I drove my teachers nuts with my horrible American accent. <laughs> what, did it, what did it sound like? I would pronounce grey. It's not the same with my deep voice now, but I would pronounce grey as grey. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> what? I'm just curious. Why did you like put in an accent? I'm just so curious. I watched a lot of American stuff. <laughs> that makes sense. Like The Simpsons. Yeah, probably. I mean, I've been watching Simpsons and Friends my whole life. Mm-hmm. Well, Friends has its share of problems I've discovered as I've gotten older, but, you know, I've watched both my whole life, you know? Yeah, wow. Um, and I'm just so, so like, um, not astounded, I don't know what the word is, so, like, amazed, I guess, like, you've kept that, that, that accent up for, like, a whole year. Like, was it hard? I mean, I, I, do, I don't think I really kept it up at home so much. I was about seven, so consistency oh. at seven years old is not bloody likely. But <laughs> I don't know. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, Um, I was wondering, and I think you said no to this before, like you haven't watched it, but it's understood, like, ask you again just so I know for sure Mm -hmm. um have you watched like the movie or the book about Boy Swallows Universe I hear it's on Netflix I've heard from people including yourself that it is quite good I haven't Mm -hmm. gotten around to it I don't tend to get into tv shows as easily as I do movies but if anything I tend to get into the half hour ones easier 
than the hour mm -hmm. ones and with variable episode lengths these days it gets mm -hmm. even more complicated you know i hear there's stranger things episodes that run up to 90 minutes or like 138 minutes or whatever you know and i'm like mm, well where can i make time in my schedule which is okay it makes me a bit of a hypocrite because movies that's the length of some movies you know but mm -hmm, then I'm like mm -hmm. more the commitment to like a show that runs an hour an episode at least you know even if some of the episodes are shorter yeah. you know the next one's going to be this is a longer in an hour you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and which is why i haven't finished breaking bad yet i'm still in early season two. <laughs> oh, i see As is breaking of... bad sorry yeah Sorry, I was just going to ask, is Breaking Bad, um, is that a, a, like a scary one? Like, what is it about exactly? It's um, basically, it's a, this um, show about a guy who decides to, in order to help his family, he decides to uh, go into uh, the shady path of crystal methamphetamine dealing. And he gets, uh, he gets like a, stu a student of his high school class to help him. He's like, I, I would guess either high school or college student but he seems to be i'm not sure what age he is but like i, I don't think you're meant to like you, I, I i think they're you know it's very morally ambiguous I, I don't think you're meant to like be rooting for them to continue the meth empire but it's like interesting in a way to see how they do it and what holes they dig themselves into you know what i mean mm-hmm and it's uh, the acting I remember was quite good. I saw all of season one. The acting was quite good. Um, occasionally it does get gory, I will say. So anyone with sensitive stomachs may want to look away mm. for a few bits. <laughs> mm. But let's seem to only be occasional so far. But then Interesting. one hour... Sorry, yeah? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just going to comment. <laughs> Sorry, I'm socially awkward. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> but like one show... One show that I more easily got into that was an hour long was True Blood, you know, and uh, I think that's that one. I'm almost at the end of season two of that one, and I'm still going through it slowly. But every time I watch it, it's like it's 50 minutes or so, but it seems to go by pretty quickly because it's like it has the appeal of a soap opera, but it's not nearly as cheesy. It's still kind of cheesy, but it's not nearly as cheesy as, say, Home and Away, you know what I mean? And I watch Home and Away <laughs> for fun to spend time with my family. And I'm like, you know, it may be crap, but it's my crap. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, though, I, I wish the best to all the actors and all that in that show. And I wish the best to the writers. And I know it's like, I consider it like a training ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, did it Margot Robbie, didn't she start off in Hammond Away? I think she started in Neighbours. <laughs> and oddly Neighbors. enough, I watched the series finale at the time for Neighbours and she appeared in it briefly. Oh, wow. So that was cool. And then, of mm. course, they had to go and revive it, and it turned out I had not seen the last episode <laughs> because there is no last um. episode now. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I got off track. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like this is kind of like the kind of like episode where it's okay to go off track because, like, it's sort of like you know a natural conversation that we have anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just really love chicken nuggets. Oh yeah. Well, as yeah. As a pescatarian, I can't really have those anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when I was, um, I wasn't pescatarian, but when I was vegetarian, I missed chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, chicken boobies. I mean, I don't know, it made me laugh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but I it just like out of all the foods I like like I've got a like a, a habit or like a desire or an urge to just have like chicken nuggets all the time, like as a snack. And um like sometimes I do it for like meals, sometimes I have it like with the side, like I try and do it with like vegetables or something, try and make it more healthy, but like it's like my thing. I don't know if it's like an autistic thing, but like sometimes I have fixations on a particular food or a particular um you know, food type, but like chicken nuggets are my thing. I, I call them chicken uh-huh. chicken nuggies sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I uh, actually, I, I think that like I, I definitely get the tasting because I'm um, just going back to what you were saying when you were a vegetarian. Um, I think that uh, like I definitely miss the taste of some of the meats, but to me, like I, I don't want to get a preachy on you, obviously, but like to me i just couldn't eat animals anymore but then i do miss the tastes and i have found some substitutes that are actually pretty good like fries chicken um popcorn chicken that's not that's like made of plants instead tastes pretty much Mm. like it and there's like fake ham that tastes pretty much like ham i will say so not all the Mm. substitutes are good but plenty are getting better and if i find a really decent substitute for fish i may even become fully vegetarian so there you go (laughs) wow and What's really funny is like 10, maybe 12 years ago, being vegan or being plant-based wasn't really a thing and it was really a niche to find it in a store. Like one of my family members was was going that direction and so was I. It was so hard to find anything. And nowadays it's so, so like common to find like a lot of stuff that's plant-based. Exactly, yeah. But stores have got to stop doing one thing. I've heard from like other vegetarians and vegans and stuff that some stores – um actually put the vegan stuff next to the meat section believe it or not oh yikes <sighs> so that's something that's got to be improved and you know if you hear from outside a store like it just it just seems a bit confronting to hear outside of a store you know you're trying to sell cook's chicken and you hear the clucks of chickens you know it's kind of i don't know off-putting anyway yeah that makes sense and also with the fries popcorn you talked about before i saw it in the shop so i saw it in a magazine was gonna buy it but it wasn't like cheap it was a bit expensive even though it was on sale but like there are really good um plant-based options out there like i'm not trying to preach either like i don't mind going that direction sometimes um because i do eat meat like a couple of times a week but not a lot but like i do i do like lighter options I guess and also because of like my IBS well my undiagnosed but Susanna diagnosed me as being IBS and reflux and blah 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 I struggle to eat a lot of stuff but like I feel like plant-based for a lot of the time and like like lactose free stuff it really helps me Hmm. yeah that's that's fair enough I mean like uh, sometimes sometimes you really like uh, need certain foods like you find the food that you uh, that helps you and yeah that's all good, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like, I'm, I'm just wondering. Sorry, yeah. Oops, I'm sorry. never gonna. I'm never gonna tell anyone. You know, oh, don't eat meat because, like, I don't think that works. I think if people truly want to not eat meat, they will. You know, they'll seek it out or they'll they'll get a gentle voice. You know, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when I was vegetarian or vegan for a little while, um, I, I, I just gotta say it. I don't like Peter. P E T A. Um, like you know the. The acronym, the meaning is pretty good. Like people for the ethical treatment of animals or some such, but the way they go about it is just awful, I think, because they're like, here's shock value. Here's a fake dead animal. Here's a fake gory display of an animal. Here's, you know, we'll guilt trip you. We'll guilt you. And they paired with Autism Speaks once. So that makes me even more pissed. Um, 
But yeah, I, I really, really don't like Peter. I hate freaking Peter. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them. Even when I was going in like the healthy direction with like following healthy, you know, influences that were into that health, I never caught on to Peter. I find them a bit militant, to be honest. And I can't, I can't, even now, I can't even follow anybody who's militant. Mm, exactly. Like, you know, they'll, they'll often have a good intent. You know, Peter will be like, we don't want to harm animals. Okay, that's all good. But you're militant about it. Just stop oil. We want to save the environment. Okay, that's good. But you're, you're too militant about it, you know? Protest on the on the footpaths or something. Don't block the roads, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, And I was going to ask you, do you have a current food fixation or like a really favourite food that you've been eating that you can't get enough of? I, I can never get enough of rice, to be quite honest with you. All my life, I've always loved rice. Wow. Like plain rice or like rice with stuff in it? Like uh, mostly plain rice, actually. Interesting. I used to um, go, through a, go through a rice um, phase when I was like in year four and that was full on because we used to go to like the, uh, there was a rice place near us and it had like, you know, like, uh, oh, what was it called? It was um, honey soy chicken and like really nice chickens and there was all these different types of rices and I used to have like the rice with like the peas and the stuff in it and I used to like that. But like I'm not really a rice fan now because I can't really eat carbs. I have to eat like the brown version or like just go like the veggie version, you know. Fair enough. I mean, well, rice doesn't have any meat in it. So, oh, oh wait, mm. wait, wait. Do you mean fried rice? Oh. Because uh, uh, rice with veggies in it confused me a little bit. That's okay. But also, I, I don't mind, like, rice as well, like what you're saying. Like, like do you mean rice that's been steamed? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, mm. one of the best types. <laughs> mm. But microwave Actually, rice does the job too, you know? Mm. Yeah, do you have something called chicken rice? Well, considering I don't eat most meats, no. Oh, oh, it's just like this this rice I'm talking about. It's not like chicken chicken. It's like it tastes like chicken. It's like a, a seasoning that you can marinate with chicken, but it's I think it's either mostly not chicken based or it's got like just like the taste of like chicken, but not exactly chicken. Mm-hmm. And they and like you put it in um rice and you mix it up and it tastes good, but it's like it's got like the the kind of taste of like chicken salt, but um, I think you can even get like the one that's not even chicken based at all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah. uh, this is a good discussion, but I feel like that uh, anchor for podcasters or sorry, Spotify for podcasters will. Um, I've I've heard that if it goes past thirty minutes, it might glitch and not save the recording. So we have to break it up into like chunks, which I I think there yeah. should be a break here, and then we can put like the next bit of the episode, record the next bit. You know what I mean. Yeah, of course. So, I'm just yeah, we're just gonna have a break. To the audience too. That's okay. Yeah, it's good to explain it to me too. <laughs> yeah, so we're just gonna have a break now, but we'll come back shortly after the break. Okay. Okay. Barnings Warehouse. Highest prices are just the beginning. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's really funny. It's like <laughs> low prices. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know their pricing strategy, but I just thought it'd be funny. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man, I just, I walked upstairs again to, 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 so I'm a little puffed out because of that. That's okay. I was wondering, how was your rice? Oh, great. It was instant rice in the microwave. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Was it flavoured? Nah, just plain. That's okay. It's funny. Um, I also had rice as well because there's rice. Like I had rice when you had rice. Ah, nice. You know, all this talk yeah. about rice actually made me hungry for rice, so that's why I had it. Oh, I <laughs> And considering mm-hmm. I hadn't eaten anything until this point. <laughs> you haven't eaten all day. Yeah, no, I haven't. Some days when I go to the cinema, I know I'm going to fill up with popcorn, you know. And it's like, oh, it's such a cinema thing. I don't want to overfill myself before I get there, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Popcorn, ice cream, sometimes the lolly bags. Those are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Astro has some pretty good ice creams, I will say. <laughs> That's good. Um, when I applied for a job at um, Event Cinemas, um, which is a really big uh, brand of, like, I think cinemas in, like, Australia, just for those that um, don't live in Australia... Um, and I, I applied, when I applied for the job, I said um, in my fun fact in my resume or in my application that, like, um, events actually makes their own ice cream on site. Oh, oh cool. Apparently, apparently, I don't know if it's on site, but I know apparently they, they do make their own, like, shock, shock tops. That, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think we actually have event cinemas in Melbourne, though. I think that, uh, I think village cinemas used to be more widespread across Australia, but, like, I think there was, like, Somehow, some way, I think event cinemas is dominant now in most mm-hmm. states, and I think that Melbourne has village cinemas, but I think they're like separate company. I can't because it's been a whole history with like Greater Union and uh, Village oh. and all, all that stuff, you know. And also, I can't help but think of a certain jingle from the nineties. I wasn't even born then, but <laughs> I search up nostalgic things online sometimes, and all. And, there's a jingle that keeps getting in my head. Greater Union, that's what I want. Something like that, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> it's like, it's so, it's so catchy and it's almost has a bit of innuendo in it. I got to say, <laughs> if accidentally. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you remember the ad for, um, there's an ad in Australia um, and it was like previewing in like 2005 or maybe 2000 and it was called, um, so it wasn't called, it was about um, a, a pest removal service and it was called Lube Mobile. Oh no, so for cars, it was called Lube Mobile. <laughs> 13, 13, 32. For everything mechanical on That fixed your car. Lube Mobile will come to you. 13, 30, 32. That's 13, 30, 32. Bam. That one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it so well. Oh, like, I, I remember, like, I, I thought, why is that kid mispronouncing it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, wa- I, wonder, I wonder how that kid's doing these days. You know, he's, he's probably, it's been so long since that ad, he's probably all grown up, and I wonder how he looks back on the ad, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I'm just wondering, why do they stop doing those ads? Uh, I've seen him occasionally in the 2010s. Mm. But, like, mm. not much. Um, even, even that one where, oh, there's another one where it's like, um, go on, take the plunge. Call the reading writing hotline on one three double oh six triple five oh six. One three double oh six triple five oh six. It can change your life. And I always love that ad because it's just so nostalgic to me. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize like people actually have reading and writing, um, like, issues. I thought maybe it was just, like, a funny, um, like, thing to listen to. I didn't realize it's, it's an actual service. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that it is a service. Um, and I really – it's just that jingle will never, ever be out of my head, and I love it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all these shingles, it's so nostalgic. Even the even the video store, video easy, guaranteed. <laughs> it's like it's video easy is no longer even a thing, and that's still in my head. I know, and even they had like video easy branded like popcorn, and I just I miss I miss the whole brand. Exactly. When I was growing up near Riverwood, you know they they would always have uh, what was it, Domino's across the road. And then they'd have mm-hmm. video easy if you crossed from Domino's. And I was like, let's have some pizza and rent some movies. Yay. Woo. Mm-hmm. And it depended on what you got. Cause the kids section, I was, I didn't think to check the discs back then to check the condition of the discs. Cause they could yeah. be so scratched up, honestly, that part of the movie wouldn't even play in the kids section. You know, kids would be touching the discs oh. all the time when they got home with mm-hmm. them, you know, with probably <laughs> sticky fingers and stuff, you know. Yeah. So I can I can officially say that not that I remember it much anyway, but that director video sequel to Peter Pan, I'm not sure I've ever seen the last damn kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I've even seen the first Peter Pan. Haven't you? Oh, it's really good. And when I was younger I thought, you know, Peter Pan existed and, you know, like Santa Claus and and all these characters, I didn't realize, like, a lot of my childhood was a lie. Well, hang on, hang on, about the Santa Claus thing. I, um, so kids don't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> it's off for children anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I'm just making sure, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think, like, out of my childhood, I just missed, like, well, one, not worrying. And also, two, I felt like before school started, because I started school later when I was six, um, I just turned six, and I started, you know, a bit later, um, I felt like up to the age of, like, six, before I had started school formally, I probably had, like, the best life, and, like, ever since, like, school and stuff, I feel like I've kind of, I've learnt, you know, skills, which is good, but, like, honestly, I felt like I've, I've never really, um, come into myself, like, as in, I've never really found myself as a child you do often like you know what I mean like you, you know yourself you know your identity you know how to have fun as an adult I don't know how to have fun I'm like when it must be time I'm trying to know how to have fun and like trying to bring like that childlike essence back into me exactly like sometimes I'm not sure if you do this too but sometimes I'll deliberately if it's early enough in the morning if I happen to be up at the time for whatever reason which I'm usually not but if I am I, I'll switch to like play school or Sesame Street to live part of my childhood again <laughs> Mm-hmm. and I love doing that, you know, it's like, and as an adult, you get to see, this is how they teach kids, this is the strategy they use to teach kids, this is mm-hmm. a parody that they know the adults will only get, you know, Sesame Street's done a fair amount of, their Law and Order parody's hilarious. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, the, the whole bit at the end of the parody, you know, you know the Law and Order noise, dun-dun, that, that noise, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the puppets mentions, you know, that noise can get annoying after a while, right? And it keeps going dun 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 dun, and it just drives the guy nuts. Really? Oh, out of um, <laughs> Sesame Street, which I didn't realize, I didn't realize as a child it was actually American. Um, so first, so sorry, so first Sesame Street, um, I didn't realize there were puppets when I was younger, like you know, as a child, and also I didn't realize um, that's actually based in a real street, um, in America, really. Yeah, apparently, um, well. From what I've heard, unless I'm wrong, this is a set. But like I've heard, it was based on like um either like a true street in America, or either they've like they've uh, made the set so it looks like a real street. That's like a, a street you'd see in America. That I never knew that. Wow, I mean, like I, yeah. I knew that 
I, I, I thought it was like at least a set or something. And I knew that, like with the Muppets, you have to speak to the, to the Muppets on Sesame Street as if you're speaking to another person. And I quite liked that, actually. Um, there's actually a, a story I heard on the set of uh, Muppets Most Wanted that had, re- had recently at that time suffered a personal loss to him. And I think it was uh, Kermit who like comforted him or something like that. And I thought that was really sweet. And he just felt like he could cry in front of Kermit. And it was amazing. Like, that the Muppets really have that power for people, you know? Yeah, I didn't realize Muppet is like a play on words for puppet. Yeah. And also, I, I, think, Jim Hen- I, I think Jim Henson made, a, like, some other things as well. Like, he was involved in at least a couple of other things that I know a Fraggle Rock. I think I saw a little bit of, or a mm-hmm. Labyrinth. I saw when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? I've owned the Dark Crystal in a double pack with Labyrinth for I don't know, fourteen years now, and I got to say, I still have never seen the Dark Crystal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I got it because I enjoyed Labyrinth. But I yeah, never seen Dark Crystal, not once. <laughs> Oh, is that like 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 a sequel to the original, or was it like a dark, or was it like a dark crystal in the actual movie? It's a completely different thing. Uh, apparently, it's uh, if I look on IMDb, the synopsis here says, "Hang on, let it load." On another planet in the distant past, a gelfling embarks on a quest to find the missing shard of a magical crystal and to restore order to his world. Sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It does. One hour, 33 minutes. If I search it up just on Google, I'm sure it'll tell me if it's streaming anywhere. Because, like, as much as I love my physical collection, mm-hmm. I also love the convenience of streaming. But I think it's really a balance that I that I try to achieve, you know, because I want to support physical. I want it to be around mm-hmm. forever. Especially, I know a disc only lasts 100 years, but it's better to have some kind of preservation. Like, if people try to alter it or people try to do this and that to it, you know what I mean? If if any con- exactly if any content's potentially offensive, just put a disclaimer in front of it and say this is why you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um with TVs and stuff that you've been um saying before and even now um with that actually I've actually not watched proper TV in about maybe two months like no no proper news no proper movies or. TV just because I need that break and also um I find the TV because of the screen um very big but also it's very sensory draining. That's fair enough. Yeah, and then part of me feels a bit cut off from the world, I guess. But I'm like, you know what? I can always catch up on stuff later if I really, really want to. But like, I'm not someone who really watch the news anyway. But like, sometimes I need that break, even if it's a bit unconventional. But I think that's okay as well. Uh huh. I uh, I don't tend to feel that myself, but, you know, I get it. It's like a break from everything tends to be, yeah, like uh, if I sometimes, as much as I enjoy going to the movies, I think this is the closest analogue I can make. <laughs> but as much as I say enjoy going to the movies, I'm like, well, okay, maybe I don't want to make that trip every day, but it's good to make the trip because it's worth it in the end, you know? Like if, uh, I guess if I could live in a house that had just a cinema where the new releases came and there was a film projector and I could, <clears throat> but you know, I, I would still go out and support the other cinemas, obviously. I just mean like, look, I, I don't know how to drive yet and I want to learn how to drive. 
And when I learn how to drive, I guarantee you it'll be easier to just go to these places. But for now, using trams mm-hmm. and public transport, it's like, eh, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, driving is really tricky. I learned to drive a couple of years ago. I've got my license. Actually, it's funny. I'll be on my full license, like my unrestricted license in a couple of months, like in a month and a half. And I haven't even driven since my red pays. Um, uh, yeah, it's shortly after my red pays. And like, I'm on my greens now, but like, it's just, it's really funny how like the system works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I do want to get a lesson. Like, I refresh a lesson just to kind of, you know, re-know like just, you know, the basics of like the car and things. Cause it's been a while since I've actually driven properly um and i do want to like get a car myself which is one of the goals i've wanted ever since i was about well i'd say about 15 but obviously in australia you don't drive until you're 16 but um anyway um it's been a goal of mine to like get my own car since i was 18 because 18 was the age i started driving like learning to drive right interesting yeah yeah it's been a very long journey like to get my um license so you can drive independently which is your um it's called your p1 license your red yeah, you've read one license in Australia. Um, for me, it took me like close to six years. It took me five years and seven months. And in Australia, like the minimum is like one year on your um, learner. And then you go, yeah, and then you go um, have the test. And then if you pass, you then go into your, your you know, the next stage, which is your P1. But the thing being, I took such a long time to learn because of like heaps of reasons. But I um, got my license eventually, although I did kind of like, I kind of did a big no-no in one of the tests. Obviously, I failed the first driving test, but the second test, I did really well. Um, I got out of 100. Actually, I don't know why, but apparently it was 105. For some reason, he amended it. I got like 95 out of 105, so that was really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but driving is expensive, so like that's why I want to wait. Well, I don't want to wait too much longer, but I do want to you know, think about you know getting a lesson just to get a refresher and then just – you know, go and get a car and actually just drive independently for real. Cause like, it's been such a long time and like, I need to drive. Cause like for my work, I work near Liverpool. Um, I'll just say that. I don't want to say exactly where I work cause it's like private, but um, Liverpool is far too far, far from where I live. And like, I need to drive because it's taking me like on public transport about an hour and a half to two hours per one way. And that's a long day. Cause it's like three to four hours per day traveling. All right. So that's, that's like, mm-hmm. By public transport, it takes three hours. Yeah, like the, like the minimum essay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it'd usually take me two hours, but it went to sort of three hours with some delays once or twice when I used to work in mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, I've said to oh, myself wow. now that I'm not going to go to a job until I finish film school, which I'm going back in May. And uh, I, uh, yeah, like basically I want to, get my education done and I can't balance it with a job and the common stereotype about oh students are broke um yeah that's pretty true for a lot of the students and yeah I wouldn't say I'm absolutely broke Mm -hmm. but you know I'm not exactly a millionaire or someone who has all that much you know you live day to day you don't have a job you're just in education that they don't pay you to be educated and that's that's fine but like I just can't think of a balance. I wouldn't be able to balance it, you know? That's fair. Like, when I studied my diploma, like, my diploma of early childhood education and care, I didn't even have a proper job. Um, I did have a side job, but it was very rare, and I'm more focused on my diploma because of what well, was full-time, and also it was too hard of a struggle to get a job 
even when I could. Um, but like, even because I'll be doing my degree soon, hopefully in about two weeks. And with that, I am going to struggle to work just because my degree itself is about 40, 45 hours per week. And then because it's full time. And then on top of that, I need to finish my certificate for in marketing and communication. So that's about 50 hours a week, if not more, like it's, it's going to be intense. And also like, I'm trying to figure out you know, what's the best way to kind of use my time and, and schedule my time in because I want to have like time to work as well because like I don't want to be a broke student or someone who doesn't work because I do like working. I like the money, but also I like the stuff that I can't get um, out of study that I can get in work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, and, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, no, you know, it's okay. You can talk first. Uh, the way I see it, it's like, schooling is leading me to a job you know you're gonna like obviously in school you you make connections and you make friends and all that stuff and uh you know you're friends with these people and it's like you're together you're you're becoming famous with them in a way you're trying to find the jobs you know together you find you find your group of people it's like it's like in any school really you find the group of people you're friends with and you know, you work like hell to become famous um, when when you can, mm-hmm. which is not going to be during film school. But like when when people see that you have like a bachelor of film, say, um, they'll be like, OK, let's give you this. You know, but I think as far as I've heard, you know, you're not really guaranteed a job when you finish, but like you can more easily have a chance of getting a job, you know, mm-hmm. So true, like, when I did my Certificate 3 and Diploma, which was, like, the accredited... Sorry, I should mention one thing. Um, oh, I mixed up my words when I was saying connections and friends and stuff. I, I just mean, like, uh, the common advice is, like, saying, uh, you know, oh, make connections, but that feels so impersonal, you know? I just, mm-hmm. I, I think the most important thing is to make friends, and, you know, however famous you become, that's okay, you know? Exactly. And I forgot what I was going to say, but that's okay. Um, I was going to say... Yeah, so with your degree, um, is that going to be like where you have to go and work experience as well or was it just all theory? Um, well, uh, I, I think it's like partly theory, partly practical. You know, there are camera tests that we do occasionally mm-hmm. and we learn to build cameras and stuff in one of the classes and that sort of thing. But like, do you do like work experience outside of your school like do you go to like um like a workplace and you have to do like a like a mandatory prac um no why i haven't had to do any work experience no oh okay yeah that's okay i was just asking um and i just guess yeah because sometimes some degrees do have mandatory practice some don't with my degree i do have mandatory practice i've got a lot of hours to do um so if i wasn't like um doing the diploma sorry if I wasn't doing the degree without my recognition of prior learning so it's like prior learning you get credit for it so you do less units if it wasn't because of that my degree would be about eight about 800 hours worth of um work experience I have to do right yeah but because of my 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 prior learning that I've already done I don't know how much hours I'd have to do now but like I know to be like a bit less because I've already done like my diploma and other things I just put that into a calculator that would be over 33 days total like it, if it was non-stop mm-hmm. 33 days 24 hours you know what I mean 
Oh, but I won't be doing prac over 24 hours, like, nonstop. I mean, what, what I did was, like, 800 <laughs> divided by 24, of course. And then it technically came out with 33.33333333333, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And um, I guess, like, what's really funny is how, like, when I finished my diploma um, in 2018 uh, in Australia, um, you have to do, like, your diploma in early childhood if you want to do, like, leadership roles in early childhood so I did that and I thought okay I'll um do a degree and at one point um I heard of like this <clears throat> place in in England where you can say become a nanny and that's also the photo that I sent you about the, the people that look like Mary Poppins it's like it's called Northern College they offer well they now, they now offer like a degree and a diploma in the same course but like I was almost going to go there but I actually um decided like since last year I'm not going to go there just because um for international students it's like uh, I might be wrong about this, but because of my calculations, because I had to put it in Australian dollars, it was about um, $80,000 for their degree, including the diploma. But now because of inflation, apparently it's over $100,000. Wow. And that's like that's like the most expensive undergraduate degree that I can think of, like ever. And also I'm thinking that's a lot of money. And I looked at their marketing really, really well because I, I – I've now, I'm now doing a marketing course, so I can kind of have that knowledge of what marketing is and if it's, like, done well. And they spent – I don't know if they spent a lot of money in marketing. I did read one of the reports that apparently they did. But, like, I, I know that, like, marketing can go a long way, but, like, it might not even be – like, their course might not be as good as what they, like, offer. Like, you don't know until, like, you're a student there. And, like, I just know that, you know, the fees are paid up front every term and – it just costs a lot of money for the uniform. Apparently, it's about a thousand dollars in in Australian money. Um, because I've had to convert it to Australian dollars, not to pounds. We're not from because like, we don't have pounds in Australia, but it, it was a lot of money. And also, all the products are unpaid. Whereas with my degree in Australia, it's all paid if I can find a workplace in time, which is good because I need the money. And just like, oh yeah, it's um not even an honors degree over there. Actually, okay, no, it's an honors degree over there, but like it's a three years trained bachelor course with a diploma whereas in Australia I've already got my diploma and the course I'll be doing after the degree is four years trained so like that includes the diploma so like I'm four years trained when I finish whereas over there it would be like a different story and like I for many reasons have decided not to go to that um institution also it's all the way in Bath in like near London in England and I had all these reasons why I decided not to go um also it's very expensive to live in like in England, especially in that area, Bath is very expensive. And I'm like, rather to stay in Australia, live at home, you know, not struggle with money because I'm going to struggle to to earn money to kind of live over there. Oh, and the thing being, with them being an um, international student, there's got a, there's a new rule where basically, sorry if I'm mumbling on, but like there's a rule where now, um, because they're in the probationary period, um, Norland is, it means that students that come from international countries like Australia, they can't do any work, unpaid work in, um, in, in their country until a couple of years. So they have to basically be a full-time student to kind of earn like money on the side to help them live. They have to have all that money already ready to go before they leave to go to Bath for like three years. So I can't even think of doing that now because it's not going to work like you can't I, I need money to live day to day so like Bath and, and Norland is out the door um even though I know you can become a royal nanny but like the thing is you can become a royal um staff member other ways I don't need to go to a, a particular college or a particular higher institution that a lot of people go to you know there's other ways around things and also yeah I I believe that if you find your path you should just do what you want to do and I don't think Norland is for me right now <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. 
and yeah, like uh, I, I think you know what, what, whatever path you want to take, it's if it's the right one for you, I consider that success of some sort. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. not necessarily in terms of, oh, you're absolutely guaranteed to get a job in where you want, obviously, but like I, I just mean like you, you know. It's a success that, like, you know, what you want to do. It's a success that you're working towards something bigger. You're working toward a bigger Mm -hmm. goal where you will get the job you want or a job you want. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I I felt really weird kind of applying to TAFE because the thing is I had such a bad experience with TAFE when I started my Cert 3 and DIP. But the thing is um, they offer the bridging course, which means I get, like, six additional months off my degree. So it's only two and a half years full-time, not three. And they also offer, like, a lot of facilities, like, you know, disability support services, and they're really good because I've been to um, the disability support services before when I studied previously. And I just know that, like, I've been with TAFE before, especially in higher education I've studied my micro credential and it just makes so much sense to go with them. And also it's based close by and also I can Catholic Express bus and I get all these perks like, you know, uh, a full-time student card, Opal card, so I save money on travel. And if I went and lived in Bath or near London, I would struggle to pay for lots of those, like, uh, expenses because it's a different context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I feel like I've made the right choice. And even if it isn't, I can always you know, opt out before census and just go elsewhere because there's two other unis in mind that I might go to if I have problems with TAFE. But, like, I'm willing to give this a go even though um, TAFE isn't necessarily known for their degrees. It's more for their certificates. And also in construction, a lot of people around the world um, seem to think it's about construction, which it is. But obviously, you know, TAFE's a lot about more than just, like, you know, you're getting a trade certificate. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry to interrupt again, but the it's getting close to the 30 minute mark so we'll have to create another recording as well no worries i was wondering um after this like i'll i'll pause pause but after this when we come back do you want to do like a quick fake you know like advert if you want to do that sure sure it's just there's so much we haven't covered yet you know uh, uh, more about mental health about social media about uh, the Mm -hmm. notes here you know neuro neurodiversity schooling autism we sort of touched on growing up in australia but then it was like I mean, I feel I feel like it was like there's more to explore around that. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. But we can always like record tomorrow or another day if you want to do like a part two or part three. Unfortunately, I'm, about... not, I'm not going to be available tomorrow because I'm going to the movies. I already booked a ticket. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, that's okay. We can always, you know, do the other parts another time if you don't have time to finish it off today. But I definitely want to, like, get into, like, the next segment on, uh, after this and maybe Absolutely. wrap up. Sorry? Absolutely. Sorry. And we can record more today as well if you want. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah definitely. Um, definitely do that. Sorry I'm rambling, everybody. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'm going to um, press pause and we can do another one. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. I will, uh, I, I think we can cover mental health first, if that's all right. It was like a little wheel going in my head um, yeah. on what subject to pick out of the prompt. So it was like, and then, you know, like on Kids WB, there'd be that wheel and it would just like take a prize, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can start talking about mental health and then after you're done, then I'll, like, you know, give my, like, experience, I guess. I think it's good to see a counsellor in terms of um, that. I, that helps me a lot, I think. And uh, because I had someone to talk to at school, 
um, that was the only that was the only adult I feel like I could actually talk to in the school. You know, like there there were only a few. There were a few good teachers technically. Um, and you know there was there was that one good counselor who I really thought was really cool. And yeah, it, I feel like as well as peers your own age, you gotta have teachers and counselors, like especially counselors, you'd be able to talk to. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, during primary school, there was no counselor. I wish there was, but like mental health education wasn't really a thing at at Australia, I guess, at that time. But then in high school, there was a counselor, but there was like a lot of like high staff turnover, I guess, in the counselor section. And then for like the majority of my schooling period, it seemed for high school, like there was literally no counselor and like a lot of people around me had mental health issues and often there was a line to see a counselor when there was one, which I don't know when there was one, but apparently, um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm kind of a bit over the place, uh, with um, one of my um, family members, when she went to um, school, like some of her like peers were like lining up to see the counselor. There'd be like 10 students in a line waiting to see the counselor because it was that urgent. Oh. Yeah, because it was like there was only one counselor for like the whole school, and like nowadays in Australia, I don't know when this was legalized, but nowadays in Australia, for a high school that's got like at least um, a thousand students, you have to have at least two counselors, like minimum, and now to be trained in counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just wish I had that support in primary school, especially, and also in high school. Maybe more so in primary because primary is harder. You're like you're younger. Like I was younger, and I had particular issues. But, like, it's just, like, I really wish there was more, like, just awareness around mental health. But, it, like, the good thing is now, like, I'm learning that it's okay to talk about mental health. It's okay to get support. Like, I've been doing peer group online for about for maybe two years, maybe two and a half years. And through that, I've got some really good peers my age. Some of them aren't my friends yet, so I just call them peers. But, like, I'm actually developing some really good friendships. And the good thing is the other day, I actually went to an in, in-person, like, peer group with one of my peers. Um, very close to me, like the the suburb of the peer group is close to me, just close to where I live. And so that was really good. So I hope to kind of, you know, do like a weekly or fortnightly like in-person peer group and then do like, you know, my usual online ones because like I find that support so important, especially when people tell their stories and their stories echo my stories. Of course, yeah. I, I think like yeah. if you hear similar experiences, it's like I'm not alone, I'm not you know. Alone. Yeah, and it's so affirming, especially um in those environments where it's not clinical, it's not particular structure. Although I do follow twelve step, like it's a fellowship technically, and that's basically the same as like saying it's a program. But I see it as like a fellowship because like you know the peers are my fellows, and like they're they're, they're there to support me, and like twelve step has really helped me. And I know like twelve step has originated in I think AA and then NA and then like and then like other other areas like grow but like it's been really helpful for me and also um even going to like my other online peer group which isn't a 12-step program it's just like a you know casual talk about whatever mental health related talk for like an hour and a half with other people that's really good as well mm-hmm. yeah and um it's really good to get like lived experience um awareness but also just to have that like non-clinical setting but I do see a counsellor which is a bit a little bit more clinical but not as clinical for me as seeing like for example like a psychologist right mm-hmm. yeah like uh, I, I, yeah so I, I think it's definitely uh, so <coughs> just a question like 
was it uh, was it that the did the counselor like make you feel more confident to you know search out for friends among your peers? Oh, like the counselor, the counselor I see now. I I, I just mean in general because like maybe I got it mixed up because my brain, but like. Oh, I, I, um, um, I guess like not really. Like I'm not really there to talk on how to make friends. It's more just like particular issues I have mental health wise are kind of getting resolved. And because of that, I'm able to kind of connect with people and then therefore I'm kind of making some friends. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But it's been really good. And I, I don't know if she's neurodiverse or autistic, but it doesn't really matter, but she just gets me. And I just, I like talking to someone who gets me. I think that's so important. And when they're non-judgmental, I think that's like the best thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, counsellors definitely have to be non-judgmental. Like, they're only... The only time that they wouldn't be confidential is if they have to report someone who they think will be violent, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's often the case. Yeah, that, or if a person's, like, showing signs, like, they um might, like, hurt themselves or, like, they might want to, like, take their own life, then they have to, like, report them to, like, you know, the people that would, that would like, support that person. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm definitely, um, I don't want to say I'm like an advocate for mental health because that seems really like, I don't want to say up myself, but like on social media, I do write about like my mental health journey or just like mental health things. Like, for example, my content coming up this week on Instagram is about like how girls and women can unmask and how to do that. And I give some like tips of what I do, which might help them. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, then that's okay. But if it does, then that's good. But like, I'm trying not to like talk myself up online because like, it's so easy for me sometimes to kind of go that direction when I have to kind of stop myself. And I don't know, as a content creator yourself, do you have that problem of of almost kind of not using your authentic voice, like using a different voice online? It's pretty authentic for me, but then sometimes I'm like, you know, uh, to say sometimes, like, can I get the words right and stuff? And sometimes mm. I'm like, well... Like, obviously, I absolutely respect being woke. I absolutely respect political correctness, I mean. And I I try to be as woke as possible, obviously. But then I'm like, I'm just not sure. I'm genuinely not sure if anything I say would accidentally offend someone, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Because I I never mean to offend people. I always try to... all that stuff, and exactly. there are exactly. there there are certain things I condemn. Like if someone if someone says like you know, oh if someone says to me, oh hey I'm a Nazi, I'm like, well, what the fuck? I mean, sorry, wait, I can't say that on the podcast. Yeah, well, I, basically okay. I'll be like, well that's a load of bullshit. You know why? Like that Nazis are evil. You know. Mm, yeah, I see your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like sometimes um, as an autistic, sometimes I feel like I'm just hyper aware and trying to be not too, too, I don't know, like harsh, I guess. So I'm trying to like, you know, use my words in the right way. But like often that comes off as being like, 
me not really saying anything at all because I'm too afraid of saying my own opinion. That's why online I'm not used to saying my my own opinion. So when I do, I try and frame it in a way that might help people. Like I try and give strategies or I might try and give my own experience. But I don't, I don't like tell people, oh, this is how you meant to live. Like I'm not one of those people that tells you you're doing your life wrong. Like I'm trying to be just someone who gives my own experience. And if that helps people, then it does. And if it doesn't, then that's okay. Yeah, because I, again, I, I don't want to come, I don't want to come across as being like, you know, too, oh, what's the word, too up myself or too, like, a know-it-all, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Like, what I say is I, I don't claim to know everything. When, when, it, when it comes to, like, you know, minority groups, I don't claim to know, like, all there is to know about them. I don't claim to even know much at all about some of them, but, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I respect you. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, I really like social media for some things, but it's it's complicated because I, I've, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with social media. I find it good for advocating for myself and for giving my own voice, like, giving voice to my voice and... And also just speaking about issues that otherwise might be taboo, like mental health. But, like, I find it can be, one, addictive, like social media, one, addictive, two, sometimes boring, three, sometimes I feel disconnected because it's online. It's not like I'm talking to someone in real life. And four, sometimes it's just, it makes me feel numb, you know? Mm. Like, you can only do so much on social media, I think. It's like, there's a certain point where, you know, if you want to talk to people, it's like either in person or on phone call. Even phone calls aren't quite the same, you know? They're dead. Yeah. But at the same time, you have, you know, if you live in Melbourne and you have, say, a friend in Melbourne, it's like you want to see that friend, you know? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, like, for example, I'd like to visit you, but you're in Melbourne and I'm in Sydney. And actually, I've never been to Melbourne. But, like, yeah, I just um, sometimes wish my friends live closer or, like, people I know live closer. But, like, sometimes they just they just live far away and that's just how it is. Yeah, like, I wish there was a teleporter where I could just instantly go to Sydney and I could visit someone in Sydney. And then at night I can go back to the teleporter and be like, okay, I'm back in Melbourne again, you know, right in my home. <laughs> You know what that's called? It's called a plane. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I can just imagine. Like, any time once there was a plane I was on that had some turbulence, actually, and I was kind of afraid that it might crash, but it didn't, of course. And, like, it was just a bit of turbulence, but then ever since then I'm like, will I make it out safe? You know? <laughs> Like, part of me, part of me thinks, like, that, uh, I don't know, a part of the plane might come inside the plane somehow and, I don't know, cut me in half the waist and my intestines might spill over the next seat or something, you know? <laughs> oh, wow, that's very, that's very specific. I mean, I don't know, I just, I, I tend to kind of be paranoid about things like, like, things that would never happen, but I'm like... Am I going to die on a plane? Am I going to die here? Is this going to happen in this risky situation? You know, even if it's not not like, you know, I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, like. If I lose my balance on a tram, um, I'm always concerned about what what if I accidentally fall out of the tram and my head gets crushed by the wheel, you know? Oh, that's, that's very specific again. Yeah. Mm. 
it just tends to be very specific fears that are very extremely unlikely to happen, but like they're just there, you know. Oh, I don't have fears like that exactly, but like I do get concerned when I go on a plane. Like I went on a plane once to um, Brisbane for like a work trip and a work workshop, I guess, and um. I was actually concerned because there was so much turbulence. Apparently someone said, oh, my God, the plane has dropped 200 metres. It felt like a lot of, like, a massive drop, to be honest. Oh. My tummy, my stomach, and it was really bad. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then, like, some people around me were chill. And I'm like, there was no alarm, no suffer, like, normal. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's just a bit of, actually, it was a lot of turbulence. But, like, because I felt like, honestly, the plane had, like, gone out of control. Like, the, the pilot couldn't control it for, like, that couple of like seconds it felt like maybe half a minute to be honest it was really bad but um you know it was fine afterwards and I'm like oh you know I survived it and um that was an interesting story to tell when I when I got to like the um you know the, the social evening when I when I came to the hotel but like that was a bit extreme but also um you know what helped having good memories of of things that made the trip easier like when I met actually um I met the um the pilot because the thing is um in Australia there's a thing called the sunflower lanyard so I use that and I met him I was the first one to, to like the first like uh passenger of the plane and I met him and he said his name and and I saw like I saw his badge of um you know because he's a pilot and stuff and I remember thinking in my mind oh he's actually pretty cute even though he's like in his fifties <laughs> so like trying to have good memories of something is important to kind of like you know help me be grounded and also like I find it every negative experience is also something positive even though it might be positive at the time mm. on on a sort of a related note I think or some, or maybe slightly but like I think it can be if I build my expectations up to be you know if, if something bad didn't happen last time so why should it happen this time you know Exactly. Like, every time I get into a car nowadays, I feel anxious, like, oh, my God, am I going to get in a car crash? You know, because cars are, like, they're moving vehicles. They're kind of, in a way, they're like a box of metal. And, like, you know, you really got to pay attention when you're driving. And, like, even as a passenger, it's, like, it's moving and it's, like, it's a moving object. Like, it's kind of bizarre. And just, you know, I just, I get a bit of anxiety around not driving but being in a car or a bus. But, like, when I kind of think about it, I think I've been in a car or a bus so many times, nothing really has happened you know, so I kind of like relate it back to past experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, oh, I have so much to say. I mean, maybe not in this episode because I might do like part two, but then relate it to like not this specific episode of episode three. It might be like season four, episode four, just so I can have like content for like next Saturday. Sorry, um, this com- this upcoming Saturday because um, this podcast I'm doing right now is kind of like two days late. So as soon as this one's up, I will put up part two as like the next episode, if that makes sense. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though that's not the way I usually do things, like with part one and part two, but like I just want to do it like that because I need something for the, the upcoming Saturday. And um, the thing is, we covered a lot of stuff already. Mm. I, I, yeah. I, I really am impressed that this is such a fleet uh, sorry a free-flowing podcast and like I, I really like it that way and i i feel like there should be like more of this in terms of just a free-flowing stuff you know sometimes i watch free-flowing discussions with filmmakers like i was watching one on youtube with ari aster and yorgos lanthimos um ari three minutes are not afraid and uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, he did Poor Things. I feel like there are some spoilers for Poor Things and Bo is Afraid in that one, though. 
if anyone's concerned about that. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen both, so I, I wasn't really bothered by the spoilers because I've seen both, but for those who haven't seen them, yeah, I would wait. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I like free-flowing conversations too. Like, a couple of years ago, I listened to... um. Her name is Gala Darling. She's like a spiritualist and she does a couple of things. I think she's a content creator too. She did a free-flowing podcast or video, I believe, and it was like really long, like 40 minutes or an hour. Because she kind of went way off her conversation too many times, I kind of lost interest and didn't get to listen to all of it. But the good thing is I'm so into kind of free, sorry, free-flowing conversations as long as they're done well. Like, oh, there's a content creator called... um. Oh, I don't remember. If I do, I'll let you know. But, like, <clears throat> it's – um, I find conversations like this can be really good and, like, I'm not into, like, strict conversations, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I personally have undiagnosed ADHD, so I tend – my mind tends to jump between subjects anyway, and I, I think that helps pack in a lot, you know? I'm looking to oh, yeah. get it officially diagnosed because I'm absolutely sure I have it. Oh, same with me. I'm not trying to diagnose a survivor, but like honestly, um, I can switch tasks so quickly and kind of forget what I'm meant to be doing in the first place. And I want to do a million things at once, and then I get overwhelmed or like disappointed if I can't do it. Exactly, like the notes I was mentioning earlier that I was typing. Like if I forgot to, if I forgot to bring it up later, otherwise, um, those notes I typed them, but I typed them in such a way where I could still absolutely hear everything you were saying and listen and respond. You know. My, yeah, that's such a good thing to have. For some reason, my mind just seems to work that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. My mind works like that too. But sometimes my mind is like a maze and it kind of goes up, down, all around, and it's just um, complicated. <laughs> sometimes our minds do the hokey pokey. <laughs> and you put your left hand in and your right <laughs> hand in. <laughs> and sometimes it does shake all about. Well, yes, um... you go to all the counselling and you turn yourself around, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> True. Um, but like, yeah, counselling does help. Well, it does help me. But um, I, um, yeah, I was just wondering, is there anything else you want to add about any any topic? Could be neurodiversity. Could be could be about um, growing up in Australia. This anything, just before we finish this like segment, because the segment's nearly 30, well, it's not 30 I, minutes, but it's coming up to the 20 I, Well, actually, I know it's just, I, I know it's just before 20 minutes at this point, but like, I think that this could be a clean break between subjects if the next recording is on, say, autism or neurodiversity or that sort of thing. That would be a natural break, I think. Because often I find okay. that, like, with with the conversations, it's like we, we sort of have to abruptly stop because of the technical glitch that could happen. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we, we've had that whole conversation about mental health in these 20 minutes, and it works, you know? So this could be yeah, a natural okay, cool. break before the next subject, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't planning to do it like that, but, like, that could, that could work because it's like we're going in that direction anyway. Yeah. Cool. So I'll just... just Press um, stop recording and then we can do the next one. Okay. Okay. See you soon. See you on the other side, Susanna. See you. Welcome to the other side. You know who to call. Ghostbusters. This ad today is sponsored by Ghostbusters. This ad today is sponsored by Ghostbusters. It is strange. It is strange. In the neighborhood. Bam, bam. Who's going to call? Ghostbusters.
Anyway, I don't know what you're saying. Um, I was, I was um, doing my Ghostbusters thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never actually, I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, 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 you should definitely, like, it's, I know it's technically a horror comedy, but it's like, it's not like, it's not the conjuring or anything, it's not meant to legitimately be scary, it just happens to involve ghosts, you know? I would say it's probably mildly scary at most. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to put on my watch list, and I'm just wondering, um, yeah, do you want to dive into autism or growing up in Australia or like what do you want to do? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> surely, uh, autism? autism and neurodiversity. Okay. All right, so All right, you so want to go first? You want to go first? I, I wasn't prepared for this because I thought you were going to go, but okay. <laughs> so basically, um, yeah, I also think I do have ADHD, but I do want to get a diagnosis, but like in Australia, it's very expensive. It can be like up to $1,000, $2,000, and the wait list can be so long, like ridiculously long, like years long, and so I'm not really concerned about diagnosis right now because I've already, um, well, I'm already autistic, but like I just, I just, yeah, want to, you know, embrace more myself, and if I get more labels, and that's great, but I'm not trying to like think about it too much, and like, even if I did have ADHD right now, would it matter that much if I did get a diagnosis? Because I'm still, you know, I'm still doing most things that I want to do in my life. Like, it, like I don't have major barriers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, uh, it, I mean, it may like, get uh, your help it, elsewhere. It may get your help if, you get, if you get something diagnosed and, and, you know, if some of the diagnosed things, like, affect you life badly, for example, if they're diagnosed, it's like, or, or if suddenly you have them, it's like, that could really help, you know, get your support you need. Yeah, if it, if, mm. if, if, yeah, that's if, it okay. if, if that's the case. Exactly. Like, uh, because of, like, the autism diagnosis, which I didn't actually know that I had one until I was almost 23, um, because of that knowledge, I've actually used it to my advantage. So when I do courses, I make sure I try and get reasonable adjustments. So, for example, with my degree that I'm doing, um, I actually got an email that's about, like, having that meeting to get those reasonable adjustments because then I'm going to find it harder because of being autistic, but I do want to like self-advocate and I think getting those adjustments is important, but I, I really hope like the meeting goes well because I'm not expecting a lot from adjustments because they have to be reasonable. They can't be like, you know, the assignment is like 50 times easier than the original. Like it has to be something reasonable, you know? Of course. Of course. Yeah. But I definitely do see the advantage of like being diagnosed, but like even when I wasn't knowingly knowing that I was autistic, I don't think a diagnosis would have helped that much in some ways. But like even nowadays, I think I'm just trying to like embrace everything, not just like my autism, but also like my personhood and my womanhood and my sisterhood and uh, my other identities, like, you know, being Australian, being a human being, because being a human being is different to being an animal. Like, you know, I wasn't born a rabbit or a pig or, or like, I was going to say unicorn, but unicorns don't exist. But, like, you know, I'm trying to embrace everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I wonder what it would I mean, be like being in a cocoon. Probably just fly and have a horn on his head. So it'd be like being a horse, I guess. I went through a phase when I was younger that I wanted to be a horse instead of wanting to be a unicorn, but I didn't realise until like a couple of years ago that actually um, there's actually um, a lot of like unicorn stories all around the world. They're not necessarily called a unicorn in particular countries. Sometimes they're called something else, but like the the essence of a unicorn is in their culture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. Um, and even like mermaids. And mermaids um, don't exist as such, but like remember TV, I don't know if you remember this, there's an ad about uh, mermaids, but they're really dugongs. Dugongs. I don't know what dugongs. I'm just dugongs. It's like a. Oh. It's like a dolphin. That's how I say it. Uh huh. To me, it looks like. To me, it looks like. Like, I don't think it looks like a dolphin. I don't think it looks like a dolphin. But like, to me, it kind of looks like. it kind of looks like. If a seal had like a flat face and. Just an expansive body. It looks like a large seal. It looks like, a... like a seal and a whale crossed over. Ooh. And um, when I searched up on Google, and when just I searched now, up on Google just now, yeah, when you discover like that, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, that's well. I'm all out of thoughts. That that's sad. That, that's sad. Conservation what? status vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Even like um, other things like, well, I was gonna say like unicorns, but they don't even exist. Oh, yeah, dinosaurs! I got a thing for dinosaurs now. Like, did you know there's even a dinosaur exhibition at um Sydney Olympic Park? Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, and they're not real dinosaurs. But, like, I was gonna go, but it costs fifty nine dollars, and I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, over yeah, and I mean, over and we have. To- and I think some of the things are free, but some, some of them are not. Or I might be mistaken that with the, mm-hmm. with the, what do they call it? There's another one in Fed Square that's like a film Square museum. Like a film too. Too. <laughs> but I know, I know where the Melbourne Museum is, only because, only because that's also where the IMAX is. That's interesting. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, I do want to go to Melbourne, but, like, I also don't know if I have enough money to travel too much because traveling can be so expensive. And also because of, like, inflation, a lot of things are so expensive. But, like, I wouldn't mind going to Melbourne. And I also heard they have really good coffee. I I don't really drink much coffee. I don't really I mean, drink I, much coffee. I mean, when I, I did drink coffee, I, it's not that I'm averse to drinking coffee. It's just I tend to prefer, like, iced coffee for like some reason. And never drink too much coffee because I've actually got a cautionary tale about that story. Tale about that story. And okay. that is when I had someone that over and we were playing like Wolfenstein on the Xbox, right? Um, I had three tall glasses of iced coffee. And mm-hmm. I felt so hyperactive, not high at all, absolutely eyes open, almost, I don't know if you could call them bloodshot, but if I looked in the mirror, I'm sure they'd be red on the edges. But like, it had just, I felt both energetic and incredibly nauseous at the same time, and it would not stop for five straight hours, because I had way too much coffee at once in one day. So you really got to be careful of that, you know? These were tall glasses, too. These were tall glasses, too. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. But, like, yeah, I empathise with your situation because um, 
I almost had, well, I, I had too much coffee. I'm not going to say how much, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of coffee. Like, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but like, like I, um, I'm, I usually have one or two coffees a day now, but they're really small, like one teaspoon of coffee per, per cup per, or mug. But wait, like, wait, yeah, like Susanna, you, I'm sorry. not a big Wait, wait, sorry. Susanna, sorry. Am I back? Yes. It, it cut out while you were yes. speaking and now yes. you're back. It, it cut out while you were speaking and now you're back. No worries. Um, I was saying how, like, I'm not a big coffee drinker myself, but, like, I might have one or two coffees a day max. But for me, I'm, I make them at home. So I have, like, half a teaspoon or one whole teaspoon of coffee per mug. Right. That, that seems like right. a sensible amount. Not, that, that seems yeah. like a sensible amount. Yeah, it is. But, like, um, I know that, like, I'm kind of sensitive to caffeine and things, so I kind of keep it low. But, like, you know, when I was really bad with my co- um, coffee or caffeine addiction, I used to have, like, five to seven coffees a day. Oh. Oh. Yeah, like, like you know, like the, the similar, sorry, the, the same coffee I'd always make, just like, you know, more throughout the day. But like, I'm obviously now cut down a lot. And also, because of caffeine, I feel like it ups my anxiety a lot. So, and my heart, heart um, beats. So I'm kind of like not having too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, wow. I, I'm, I'm sorry wow, to hear it affects you, like you like that. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I, have to just be mindful of things like that. Like, a lot of things do affect me. Even, like, would you believe, even if I eat, like, an apple or something like that, I get bloated a bit. Oh? Oh? <laughs> like, anything seems to, like, not agree with me. Like, I can, like, I think fruit and vegetables and things like that are, like, the safe, safest options. But, like, yeah, I'm not, I think I'm just, like, my tummy's overly autistic. Like, it's very sensitive and it gets moody and, like, it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. I know, I know you're talking I, about I know, like I know stomach sensitivity and all that, but I just mean, I just mean, um, if like if um, I took someone like disagreeing with someone food literally, I just imagine the talking I apple, the talking and like you philosophically and, like, disagree, disagree disagreed on something with an apple, and the apple's like, the apple doesn't agree with me. I just, I just, sorry, I thought that was kind of funny for some reason. I am. <laughs> I just, I thought that was, yeah. I thought I should share that. I thought I should share that. Yeah, that's, that's funny because, um, yeah, a lot of food doesn't agree with me. Like, but like a lot of it does, you know what? Um, I've started doing shops for myself for food, like on a constant basis. Not for every food that I eat, but like a lot of food. Like, you know what? I can actually eat like fruits and vegetables, put it in the microwave, heat it up, and that seems to be okay. But like some things I can't eat as much, like rice. I ate a lot of rice today. Like it's like a medium or no, a small bowl. I usually shouldn't do that. But like, because you had rice, I had rice. I want to be rice besties. But like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I try to eat my healthy. But um, yeah, a lot of food doesn't agree with me. But like, that's the good thing is that, like, out of that, I can just, like, you know, just be more mindful of what I'm eating and I just eat in smaller amounts. Um, I, I kind of have lost a bit of weight. Not that I'm, like, fat to begin with, but, like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, eat healthy and eat when I can. And I think it's better to eat in smaller amounts than to eat nothing at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's been like, recommended, uh, it's to, been me recommended that, to me that, you know, it's better to eat small to eat amounts of things over the day more frequently than it is bigger meals. Um, less often, um, often in the day. Yeah. Yeah. They even say that, like, doctors even say that about water. Like, have small amounts of water in the day, not, like, don't have two litres when you wake up, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, something I, I tend to do, though, tend myself, to do is, myself is I'll easily have I'll two glasses of water out of eight and then I'll drink two later and two after that and two after that. But over the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense as well. 
Yeah, and I'm wondering, um, oh, yes, I got to ask this question. Do you have any fun hobbies that are going to start up this year? Anything out of the new, like anything new or anything out of the blue, or maybe like, you know, a sudden kind of thing that you want to start off, like a new hobby or a new exercise thing? Um, well, I um, wanted well, to, I wanted to um, try um, to try more to consistently write stuff, write stuff, you know? I've been mm-hmm. feeling like I've got writer's like block, block and creative things. And things and I, I just mean like, not necessarily starting up Funky Collective again, which I will in the future, but it'll be at least a few years, like after school's done. But mm-hmm. then I kind of thought, you know, if I sort of, if I chronicle my school experience to an extent in the four videos, I think that could be cool too. Like potentially I could, I could like film stuff about that, like at home afterward and be like, this is how I get through my stuff. I don't know. It's all a work in progress. It's all a work in progress. Yeah, I'd watch that because, like, I'm often someone who, like, goes on LinkedIn probably more than any other social and, like, more so much study tips and just hacks. And I don't want to say life hacks because I don't think life can be hacked, to be honest. I'd rather just live life and live live the problems because that's how I learn. But, like, I, um, yeah, I'm all for learning how to study better or how to manage my time better. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess life I, I can't be hacked because it's be not a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and like yeah I'm happy to be fully your channel and your things and um I'm just yeah keen to also like start a hobby and like I've been wanting to do ballet like beginner ballet for like the longest time but because of like my chronic health issues that there hasn't been the chance like the the, the you know that there hasn't been the opportunity and hopefully this year um I can start that like I found a really good school near me it's for adults only no children so it's maybe easier and it's just uh, they've got different levels and it's just good because they've got a beginner class and it's not at the best time. It's at 8 o'clock, eight o'clock at night, but the good thing is I know how to get there and fingers crossed it's going to be at the suburb that's close to me. And I really want to do that because I bought a leotard like last year and I got these these um, like ballet uh, leggings and I really want to get into ballet because there's so much I want to do in that in that that space of my life even though I don't want to be I don't want to be an artist or anything because um I know the Australian ballet they think of they 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 name so they they call their ballet dancers artists like professional artists I think that's the word they use often I just want to do it for fun and if I might perform every now and again like you know in front of like my peers or something then that'd be good but like I do want to kind of have an outlet of creativity or escape because getting blogging like doing blogging and and podcasting, it's not the same, and I'm kind of getting sick of my socials, so I want to do something outside of technology. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. I yeah. mean, I you mean, don't necessarily you don't need technology to like write stories and stuff, or, or, or draw art. Or draw art. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's well, very I mean, true. Well, I'm sorry, I missed that. Sorry, I missed that. Oh, that's fair. That's, I said that's very Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, even, like, on my socials, like, on the ones that I do do my own content, like, uh, I'm doing tiles on Instagram, and I do want to start doing, like, little drawings, like, really simple drawings of just things for my socials, but for now, I'm just using, like, Canva and their free images, because I'm finding it hard to kind of think of images for my own, and often the whole process of taking my art and getting it online and then getting it in the template and then putting it up, that's going to take a very long time. So just for this week, I've already chosen other pictures because it already took me a long time anyway to find suitable pictures that are, you know, that are fairly good. They're not they're, they're not crappy or anything. But, like, from next week onwards, like, not this week, but next week, I want to start doing my own, like, proper illustrations for things because it might make my work more more personalised. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the personal I, I think touch the personal to touch one's work one's is much work better than, say, better using, than using artificial intelligence. <laughs> like, I, I just, like, I, I if just, someone's using, if like, AI art, I'm like, well, you didn't create that yourself. If you're using AI art, it's a computer, and the computer doesn't know copyright, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I've used um artificial intelligence to write things for my... Instagram content and it was isn't the best like sometimes I write I, I type I, I click on the, the tab it says oh um more formal or more magical or more informal and sometimes the way it's things are worded after are really funny so sometimes I have to revert it back to the original <laughs> yeah but like I'm all for creating my own content but just because of burnout especially last week and the week before and I'm like I don't have time to like do all my own drawings for you know about 10 tiles or nine tiles times two so that's like nearly 20 tiles for this week when I've already got the content pretty much done I just need to like finalize some of the like text in the actual tiles um because some of it's a bit not worded right but like from next week onwards like you know the not this week, but next week I do want to do my own images but like I think it's okay to kind of take a shortcut because honestly because of burnout I think people understand and the thing being this works really personalized anyway because I'm adding my own quotes that have made up about my life or about experiences that relate to the tiles so in a way it's not fully someone else's content it's like it's my my own as well a little bit uh-huh uh-huh yeah i think and the thing, I think the thing I'm most concerned about, concerned about with, uh, with, uh, with artificial intelligence artificial is like intelligence not only if it's doing my like jobs but like, like um what if people, um, what if people like i like, I, I'm, sure, I'm, I, sure you're, I'm sure I'm sure you're open I'm about sure you're like you're open about now like that, that like you know you use AI you know, you as part of your process. I mean you do you, but I just mean like, uh, I, like I feel like uh, people who like use people AI to help them stay open about, about that at least. So that I know if something was fully written by a human, I feel like especially going into the future they'll be safer than almost. almost. That's true. And I'm just wondering, um, maybe we can end this segment only just because uh, on your end, I can hear a lot of like background noise. So maybe it's not the clearest because of maybe the connection. Do you, do you mind? Oh, if we... that, was, that was me. That was, that was, that probably... was me. That was probably me. Oh, what, what, what was I was, I was fiddling around was with fiddling a around drawer, drawer handle. Drawer handle. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. My ADHD. <laughs> oh, because I could hear a noise and I thought it was like to do with the connection of the internet. No. No. Oh, that's I, so much clearer now. <laughs> you have to desperately go to the bathroom, though, so. That's okay. We can, we, can, we can, like, do another segment another time. Okay. 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 So see you soon. So we can continue recording in a few days. recording in a few days. Cool. Okay. And if you want and to get... You want to get Welcome to Welcome the store of Snoop. It's an amazing world of the boost candy. I mean, Snoop. Um... All right, we're back. All, All right, we're back. Yes, we are. And thank you so much, everybody, that came here today and that was listening. And I hope you learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. And, George, do you have any final thoughts before we finish? Um, um, I think that it's been quite, quite a good podcast. There will be more in the future. Um, um, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Um, um, and there'll and be more coming. There'll be more coming. Yep, there'll be part of yeah. Yeah. Okay. See you later then. Bye. Bye. Bye.